podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome along to the Rangers Rabble podcast. I'm your host, Martin. I'm joined by Jay. Oh, wait a minute, my computer's decided to play double audio. I'm joined by Jamie, Kerr and John. Uh, John, how are you? It's been ages since I've seen you. I thought you were ignoring my calls. No, I was just uh, visiting places Ryan Gold to dinner. So... <laughs> <laughs> just enjoying Portugal, mate. Just enjoying a holiday. How was the holiday? Oh, fantastic. Fantastic. Amazing, man. Amazing. Did, you go, did you go everywhere that Ryan Gold was? Nah, 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 nah. Mm. I just basically went to the same pubs on the same strip every night. And pretended things were normal. It's glorious. I love Portugal. Really nice. Amazing. Uh, I've not been in holiday for a few years because I'm too poor. Um, Jamie, when was the last time you went on holiday? This isn't a Rangers podcast. Now. This is a, a British Airways podcast. Jamie, when was the last time you went on holiday? Four, four years ago. Cyprus. What a place, man. Cyprus. I've been to Greece. I've never been to Cyprus. Anyway, that's my last one. Two years so ago. So we start uh, by talking about Rangers by not actually talking about Rangers. Um... Oh, hello, everybody in the comments, everybody watching. We are seven away from 2.8K. So if we manage to get to that magical 2.8K, John is going to do the dance from the office. <laughs> I've the same size as Ricky Gervais just now, to be honest. <laughs> right, so Jamie, um, it just recently got, um, announced, I think it was on Aberdeen's uh, Twitter page that Aberdeen, Dundee, Dundee United, Hearts and Hibs are going to get together and do a review of the SPFL, which has also been endorsed by the SPFL. I know this isn't really anything to do with Rangers, but I suppose in the future it could be. What's that all about? I don't know. It's almost, it's almost like what, you want to send that wee gif in you can see in, in WhatsApp. It's Conor McGregor shouting at the moment. <laughs> Fuck <laughs> these guys. Like, huh? Aberdeen and Hearts and Dundee United, like Rangers and Celtic usually lead these kind of things. Mm-hmm. And Rangers obviously tried to do this a few years ago and it was whatever we told no we were going to pay for it and stuff. So obviously they've 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 they're they're stepping up to the mark here and it is what it is. I've no idea what it's going to entail and the word holistic just always is a bit like you're right, okay. Mm. Yeah, strategic and holistic care. Now I know that you've <laughs> you had no idea what I was talking about just before we came on because you hadn't nope. seen anything. But again, there's been no announcement, at least I haven't seen it, um, as to why they're doing this, what it is they want to look at, what it is they want to change. Um, so what's it all about? I have no clue. Simply no clue. Uh, unless there uh, maybe something's been born them over the last few years, or maybe what Rangers try to do like Jamie said earlier. When you try to do the review, maybe didn't want to go inside the Rangers, but now they're thinking, listen, that was a good idea. Let's maybe form our own and do it that way. I know, I've, I've honestly no idea, John. And like Jamie said, it's normally kind of Rangers and Celtic that lead these type of things, just because obviously the size of the clubs. Are you surprised that, that I think it's six clubs have decided to do this without inviting either a Rangers or a Celtic? Yeah, I've just tried to read it. It's actually regarding Rangers and Celtic and how to redistribute funds um, more uh, fairly. Money. To the other. So there you go. That's why it's not involving Rangers or Celtic. It's directly attributable to make the league more commercially stable and get more money for the teams outside the big two. 
who unfortunately, whether you like it or not, are the reason the league has any money. So yeah. unfortunately, just just accept it or I don't know, do your own thing. I'm sure there's ways Aberdeen and Hearts and that can make money themselves. Um, if, if Rangers and Celtic could figure out how to make the league more commercially viable, I'm sure they they would have also. I think it's um, they've been restricted by whatever's by whatever or whoever's been in charge in the league for for way too long. I think we've said this probably to a blow in the face. Mm-hmm. Spurs get more money for their Amazon Prime documentary than we do for five seasons of Scottish football. So that's the that's the that's the kicker right there. I know that there's no point in trying and us in Scotland try to compare our league to the English league whatsoever because no. it's the, the comparison's just crazy. But I thought all the teams were delighted with the cinch deal and that was enough money and everybody was so <laughs> happy. Um but anyways, we'll move on for that. Um because that's obviously a, a no go. Um I want to come on and talk a wee bit about the St Johnston game, but just before I do, John, it was obviously announced um, by Rangers that there will be no, and this is a bit further in the future, there will be no away tickets for Motherwell at the weekend. Um, I don't know if I necessarily agree with that. I mean, probably being a bit hypocritical because I was laughing and joking about there being no Celtic fans in the building for them, but it's not a good look, is it? No, it's boring. It, it does definitely lose. It's not, don't get me wrong. It's not as bad as not being at games or watching it on TV. We can't a canned atmosphere, but it is a bit boring when there's nobody there to mm-hmm. turn to when you score. Um, it is a benefit when our team scores against us, which doesn't happen too often um, over the last year and a half. But yeah, I, I understand because I don't even think that would att- uh, account for the the repositioned season ticket holders from that red zone area. I'm, I'm not sure what the numbers are or what the reasoning is. But yeah, it's a bit shit. I know it is, it is care, and a wee bit surprising as well for the club. It is, but obviously there's something behind it. So obviously that's why they're doing it, the COVID stuff and whatever. But I just think I'm the same as John. I think I like away fans here. Granted, mm. when they when they score and they're giving you a bit of abuse, it's no great. But for that atmosphere and stuff, it's good. Tomorrow when they brought that many anyway, would they? But maybe five hundred or something. They've been good just to have them there because. Sometimes it's just a stadium full of your own fans. I don't, I don't mean it's boring, but you just like a wee bit of banter for the opposition fans. I know, look, CGM has put in, I thought it was just a COVID issue that there are no away fans. JD, is, was, was there no way that Rangers could accommodate, what, what, would, that, what would that have been, 500,000 max Motherwell fans? I know, it's, see, to be honest, it's getting a bit, John said it's getting a bit boring now, like, mm-hmm. You need to come to an agreement and sort it. And I think this whole, the COVID passport thing's putting everything in the air right now. Everything's in the air and ten, ten, under 10, over 10. It's just, mm-hmm. I'm just sick of it. Um, and I'm no, but see the old firm games, I couldn't, I couldn't care less um, whether they've got fans in there or we're there. And I understand it would be good to get to their ground, but that's going to be tip for tap forever. But for the rest of the game, what's going to happen when we go to Motherwell away? Are they going to say, well, that's it, Rangers, you're not going to bring any fans in? Is that just going to be tit, is it going to be tit for tat every time? They need they need their fans to, in, to be in? Or is this going to be all part of this deal that they're trying to get with the SPFL to cut, cut a better deal so they don't need the Blue Pound visiting their stadium, stuff like that? You don't know. It's bored there. No saying I'm bored of this topic to talk about, but I am bored <laughs> of this whole COVID thing, man. Like I've just come out of like two certain isolations in my house, man. I'm sick of it. Sick of it. Let's get back to normal. To be fair, if I looked like you, I'd be sick of staring in the mirror as well. Don't worry about it. Um, 
<laughs> but no, but but John, it is it's, it's boring, it's tiresome, and then you're you're just you're fed up with the word COVID. It's just ruined everything. And then we hear, and I and I don't know if this has been confirmed, that if you get your vaccination in England, Northern Ireland, Wales, then you can't attend nightclubs, sporting events in Scotland. Now, clearly that doesn't, John, affect probably the majority of clubs in Scotland, but that seriously oh. does affect, obviously, the big two. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm not sure where that's came from. I mean, that wasn't what I had heard was going to be the case like a day ago, so I'd be surprised if that's... I would say I would be surprised if that's changed, but the UK government have changed whether or not they were having vaccine passports, having vaccine passports, and mm. then not having vaccine passports three times in the last four days. So I've absolutely no, no idea what's going on, no clue what's going on, but aye, that would be a bit, it'd be a bit rubbish because I think a couple of people said to me down at Arsenal Scotland that Arsenal have been running vaccine passport checks from day one of the league season and it's not been an issue but it is just a spot check so if it is just a spot check and people are vaccinated I don't get what the problem is going to be and why it has to be like England Wales and Northern Ireland aren't getting different vaccinations from us as far as I'm aware so I, I would have a, I would maybe think that's been someone that's and misinterpreted I would hope it's someone that's misinterpreted mm. um, something that's been said I would very much hope so can I just quickly um, Martin you look like JD same beard no, he wishes. He wishes, man. Far more handsome. Look at this stadium. I like brother over there. <laughs> <laughs> Stay uh, brother. I'm, I'm the much younger and ha more handsome brother. Uh, oh my God. Care, th this is one of the issues, and I, I don't. I'm not going to have a go at Rangers because you can't respond to every single thing that comes out. But um, there's no point talking about governments because governments are never clear. But is this when Rangers kind of need to step up and let the fans know exactly what's happening in a, a decent time frame? They do, but Rangers have never had a good time frame with the fans. They leave you to the last minute. I mean, over the years I've had issues with Rangers for tickets and various other things, and I'm still having issues now with season tickets. And they're not the quickest to come back to you an answer or give you any indication when I want to get back to you, but they're very quick at taking money at your bank. But mm. Rangers have to tell their fans because that many people go to Ibrox and that many people travel from various corners of the UK plus further afield. So they're going to have to let people know what the script is because if they don't, people can lose a lot of money and that's just because of the pandemic we're in, do you know what I mean, and the predicament. So, like you said about the governments, the Scottish government don't have a clue what they're doing. And as for the football teams, you need to let their fans know because if you're travelling from Liverpool, Manchester, London, wherever, and then you get to the stadium, you can't get in. That's not fair. So these people need to be updated well in advance. I know. Listen, JD, it could be false information. It could be right. But regardless, when something gets put out there and enough people, because it's been shared enough over social yeah. media, we need to know. Uh, I, I've got a funny feeling. I, I think I agree with John. I don't know if it's if that's accurate. I, I mean, I'm sure we heard things away at the start. People were getting offered vaccinations, and like Carlisle and Berry, upon tweet and stuff like that, when it all started, and no one could get their vaccinations, and you're getting sent all over the place to to get one. So you can't. I just I don't think it's going to be right. It can't be right. I, I've got I've got a feeling it's going to end up getting scrapped. I do. I think it'll get scrapped. I know that the COVID and the cases are rising and stuff, but. The, the the government put it out there, then retracted it almost to put Nicola Sturgeon in a position to say that you're weird when you do it, and then they've retracted it to leave her standing there looking a bit like a fool. I think I think they'll need to rethink it. I think they will. When, I don't know. I don't know why I speak about COVID. So they need to just let <laughs> sporting events and all that get back to normal and let 
things get back to normal. It's, it'll be a step back doing this, but I don't know, man. I just I'm sick talking about COVID. I don't much. think I've never been back to normal because COVID's never going anywhere. It's always going to be here. That's how we manage it and how we step forward. And it's a problem managing it. And some of the governments don't know basically the last for the elbow at times, but it's always going to be here, COVID. It's never going to be, Jamie. Uh, it's just how we manage it in the future and step forward. But we need, I agree with you, we need to put a plan into place how we get to events and how we get to other things and just kind of get back to normal life. Even though we've got this year, we're going to have to get back to normal life because there's so many people sick and there's so many people in different situ- difficult situations because of it. So we need to look at the whole picture and try and get back to some normality. We do, and we shall, we shall move on. Um, I've seen today, obviously, John, um, it was the birthday of Ray Wilkins. Um, obviously gone, but not forgotten. A fantastic football player, um, but even more so, just a fantastic human being. Yeah, I mean, I mean, this is what I'm showing. This is what you're showing your age a little bit. It feels a, a wee bit before my time as a footballer. Um, to me, Ray Wilkins was a was a Chelsea coach and a pundit um, on Talksport. It was absolutely brilliant. Some of the stories that used to always come up of him when he was in Talksport was absolutely tremendous. But um, yeah, like everyone, everyone remembers that that solitary goal is probably the mm-hmm. first image that I remember seeing um, on a tape of a season review. Um, yeah. That volley against Celtic, an absolute peach. <laughs> I know it was. I mean, I used to, I don't know if you remember, years and years and years ago, you used to get the VHS tapes or the yep. Rangers tapes. I'd be a match. And <laughs> yeah. well, I, I'm far too young to remember that, but I, I always remember the, the Ray Wilkins goal for that. 89 it was, wasn't it, that, that tape? The year I was born. Care obviously, um, you're obviously old enough to remember Ray uh, playing for Rangers and like like, like I said to John a fantastic player but what you hear more and more and more is just what a fantastic human being he was you may remember Ray Wilkins playing in England for my, my United and playing Messi Milan so I remember him really well and he was a really good player even in England various World Cups I'm getting sent off and playing on the World Cup so fantastic player but I think it's what people spe- speak about him as a manager as a coach because he was really well liked Mm-hmm. And he was one of these guys who kept him morale up. I think he was a better coach than was a manager, if you look at his record. But he was his morale between the manager and the players. I think he was a middleman, but he kept everybody's morale up. He was he was just a fantastic human being, I think. And it's just really sad that he's not here at the moment because there's still a lot to offer to football. I know, and it was all, it was all the stories you heard about him, Jamie. I mean, I heard one particular one in Talk Sport where you know he just he, he seen a guy in the street, took him into a cafe, bought him some sat and spoke to him. That was just the kind of guy he was. Yeah, the stories about him are amazing. I actually do remember that. I don't know if I'm like, that's probably one of some of my earliest memories in that game and sticks out. It was some goal, but see, it just going through the teams that he played with. We, we, we've spoken about this before, but we're signing guys that have got Man United and AC Milan on his CV. Mm. Some of the players we signed at that time, and he was one of them, and he was at the end of his career when he signed was, wasn't he? Like, ah, well, um, aye, I suppose I. Really, and it, but I mean, I think he played nearly a hundred games for Rangers as well. So he did play, a, he did play a fair amount. But um, ah, it's a shame, gone but not forgotten, of course. But yeah, nah, absolutely, hundred percent. Right, John. Uh, Saturday, two one one against St Johnston. We done our match reaction, so I won't go into it too much. Um, but it's been a few days later. Um, what did you make of the performance? And obviously, a, a decent result. 
See, I'm hating these twelve thirty Saturday kickoffs because I coach, so my games are two p.m. So see if I'm coming in and it's Dundee United one Rangers nil. St. John's now winning one nil when our game's starting. <laughs> I have to ask my mate right away, going, how how bad is this? Because I'm going home to watch the full ninety minutes. So what am I in for? And that's been two games, two away games that I've came back to a message from my mate saying. Don't watch it again. I'm like, well, I need, I need to watch it because I need to know what's happened. Um, it was, it was an awful game. It was a really, really poor game of football. Um, but St. Johnston are a really good side. Like they've lost two, two key players in Karen McCann, but they've got a good squad there who know exactly how the manager wants to play, and they'll be fine again. They, they're very well structured. They're there to frustrate. They've done it to us last season. They knocked us out the cup. They took points off us in the league. So, it's not like. I think we've massively worse off than we were last year. I just think St. Johnson's is really good at what they do. And then another year into Cal- uh, Calum Davidson being the organised manager that he has and the players mm-hmm. playing they want to. So, yeah, I don't think there's... I don't feel as bad. I know we turned it around one, but the performance was still as poor as Dundee United. But getting the wins, what being the champions is all about and what gets you over the line is those scrappy games and everyone knows by now if they've listened to me on this James Tavernier I do not know what we would do without that man he is we're going to copy that he's an absolute (laughs) phenomenon honestly the fact that anyone can have anything negative to say about James Tavernier is baffling absolutely baffling he's the only player in that pitch that could have done what he done um, at that point in the game to win that game he's the only player on that pitch that could have done that and thank god he did Right, well, we've got a comment. We've got two comments for CGM, yeah. right? I'll bring yeah. I'll bring one to Jamie and one to Care. Jamie, the, the comment I'll take to you is, please don't say St. Johnston are a really good side. They are honking. Is that fair? Nah, I don't think it is fair. And I think um, St. Johnston have got a game plan and it's almost old Motherwell-esque. They come and just defend, defend, defend. Yep. But I think the way he sets that up, no matter what kind of the players are decent, but he's got his system and good on him. So he can bring an MD and they'll fit into that system and it'll work mm. quite well. The guy went down to, who was it went down? Was it Kerr went down to like Wigan or something like and he'll probably do quite well, but you replace him, they'll not feel a massive miss there because it's a guy who's going to come in head and clear. They could probably bring up Shane Duffy and he'd look like a superstar doing that kind of job. So it's just about the, the system he plays. Any sort of personnel will fit into that and they'll do quite well. I probably don't see them breaking into the top six, mind you. I didn't think they looked like they had that much quality, but I know you add maybe Middleton into that and stuff like that. It might change a wee bit, but I wouldn't say they're honking. No way. There's a lot more honking sides that we've played this season or um, that we're going to play this season. <laughs> I didn't mean that. We are going to play this season. <laughs> um, listen, Ken, me and you both do the best of the rest um, yep. on the Rangers Rabble Patreon. Might as well do a wee bit of advertising for it. If you want to help support the podcast, um, you can support us on Patreon. We have loads of shows. Link is in the description, patreon.com forward slash Rangers Rabble. You'll get anything between four and seven shows a week. Unfortunately, though, if you do sign up, you will have to hear more of Jamie, um, which I'm trying to work on. I'm trying to work on. Um, Kerr, I'll take that kind of same point. I'll take that same point to you, Kerr. Are St Johnston honking, or was it just simply a game plan for Davidson to try and beat a better team? They're not honking. They've got, like Jamie did say, they've got a game plan. He sticks to it. He knows his players. He knows what their strengths are, what their weaknesses are, and he plays to it. I mean, we struggled last season against them. They put us out of the cup. They only won two, two trophies. So they won more trophies last season than we did. So I'm not a honking team. I think it's 
I think it's just the way Cam Davison said. I was surprised he signed an extension to his contract because I think he could overstay his mark there and end up doing himself injustice and not getting the big move. Mm-hmm. But he's a really good manager, he's well organised, they've got a good shape. And everybody knows their role in the team. Do you know what I mean? Uh, they double up at times, they chase back. And I thought on Saturday, I only watched the highlights because we were at Bonnie Rig. Uh, I thought he actually played, Rangers actually played okay. Everybody said they were crap and stuff like that. But I thought they actually done okay because at times, when we were 1-0 down, the heads went down. But in other, I mean, Morelis missed a chance when Tav got clear and put it across the box. Maybe it was too hard to across. Maybe Morelis just wasn't ready. But then with another couple of chances, I thought, if we dug deep, and that's really like to see with a team, you're not going to win every game 3 4 now very, very comfortably. You're going to have to dig deep, especially against the team like St. Johnson and Motherwell, because they do make it hard for you, especially away from home. So we dug deep, and the goal for Tav was, uh, was what John said, it was only Tav that I scored that goal, because he scored a few like that in the past, and mm-hmm. it was a finish where, I mean, Sander Clark's about 12 foot 4, isn't he? So, I mean, I get it over, <laughs> right, right over the top of him, and... Even I don't even think you'd expect him to shoot at first, but it was a, it was a sublime finish, and I didn't think we were great, but we weren't bad either. I just thought we done enough to win, but we dug deep, which is what I like to see. And you can see at the end of the match, Gerard was actually really thrilled at with the way we got the win back because going one 0 down away to St Johnson was a big ask, and mm-hmm. the players came back and done it. So and we were missing a few players as well, but St Johnson are on the bad side. They might finish top six, they might finish around about seventh. I'm not going to be anywhere near the bottom. They're probably going to have a couple or two. I don't even want anything this season because teams know what they're all about and they've missed that and they've sold two of their better players. But no, I agree with the boys. St. John's only honking. Do you know what? I think I know somebody who's related to Xander. Um, but I just... I, I can't <laughs> I even... A brother that's a knob. <laughs> 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 Martin, can I just say one thing? I think after watching... No. How many league games have we seen, right? And it's, it's proven, it's shown what teams are up Teams are, we are hated, right? We know that, right? But they do not want us to win this league. That's two teams we've played this season that have sent their keeper up at the last minute to try and salvage a draw. Is that what it's came to? The desperation to stop Rangers from winning? Fling your keeper up in the last kick of a ball after four or five games of the season? Is this what we're in for the rest of the season? It's going to be a, a tough, tough, long, hard season. Can I try and play a wee bit of devil's I <laughs> let me let, let me try and play a wee bit of devil's advocate to that and I'll take Ooh. that to you, John. Right? The first time the goalkeeper gets sent up was in an old forum game where they were clearly desperate to get something out of the game because I think it would have affected them far worse than what it might possibly have affected us. The second team to do it, I've got previous for it working. So is that maybe the reason why it's been done and not so much desperate? Maybe desperation in part of Celtic, but not so much St Johnston. I think it, I think we're probably used to it just not happening, or used to teams mm. being within a goal of us that it's not been an issue for the last season because we've had games done and dusted. We've been seeing out games comfortably for a long time, so maybe it has just been something that teams are more inclined to do now. But we've just not seen enough of it because we've been mm. so comfortably in possession or pushing for the next goal or get a two-three goal lead where it wouldn't make sense. And I think that's maybe been what's happened because it's only been a couple of times Celtic have been within a goal of us. Um, over the last couple of seasons so it might just be more that and like you said the St Johnson thing's just a, a mental anomaly and on what CGM's saying they're honking in the sense that I would not pay money on a, if I had a Saturday afternoon and a free ticket for St Johnson I'd probably just stay in the house <laughs> I wouldn't go watch them that's that's probably more to the point well you haven't convinced CGM because he's just simply said nah they're still honking <laughs> so, 
Yeah, when they be, be a pod without CGM disagreement, so that's why we love them. <laughs> we love them. I love right. CGM's second point, Care, is we did enough, that's all that matters. Is it? Is that all that matters? I get it for the standpoint of point. I get it. No, but listen, I get it for the standpoint of getting points on the board. But do we need to maybe start laying down a bit of a marker? And we'll come on to a wee bit later because we have to talk about it. The performances, albeit they've, they've lost games of the other side of the city. But is it just a case right now of just getting the three points? Yeah. Yeah, you need you need to get points on the board. There's no point in playing really well and drawing or getting beat. I just don't think well, we've done really well today, but we do. No, if you get the three points, I used to always say that I used to always say that when I used to coach my son's team with if you can get a one that is great, but just go out and try your best. And if Rangers players do that and one every week, I'll be happy with that. I don't care if they're fantastic like Kevin Keegan's side used to be or if mm-hmm. we when Tony Pulis used to play. I mean, but as long as you can get three points at the end of the day. We want to be top of the league, we want to win things, granted, if it come over a few seasons and you're still playing honking football, as they say, <laughs> and you're not going to be, enjoy it, but you support your team through good and bad, so to me, winning on Saturday was enough, three points, performance, maybe if you were there, you might have said that this isn't worth the money, but in the day, you go and support your team if they're playing well or they're playing bad, but in the day, if you can maybe win, all the bad stuff kind of gets forgotten about. And I just want everybody to know that John is paying attention. He's just an extremely busy man, isn't you, John? I'm checking Rangers fixtures that are coming up. I wanted to see how our fixtures fall after Europa League um, just before I was making my next point. And yeah, at mate, 30-odd <laughs> more 1-0 wins, 2-1 wins, and we've yeah. done the league's done, so it doesn't matter. That's all, that's all we need to do for the rest of the season, and I'll be fine with that again. But we've got a lot of home fixtures after those Europa League games, which is really, mm-hmm. really tidy, because that means Celtic are playing away after the Europa League games. Um, so I was just double-checking that. They're, they're quite uh, positive fixtures coming up for us. See, see now, John brings this kind of level of professionalism <laughs> that, that genuinely none of us have got. It's almost as if, John, you've got another podcast that you do. I know, I know. I've got a few. I've got a few. Fingering, fingering many pies, but... Um, are we going to go and talk about Tavernier here? Can we do the Tavernier fan club? I'm kind of just putting it off and putting You're it off. You're a fan club. Come on. Just, just, before we, <laughs> just before we go on to Tav, just before we go on to Tav, Stevie's got a question, and I put this in the group chat, and he's all blanked me. Mm-hmm. Any news on Hollander? Now, I, my work is crazy right now. So I literally come in, grab a shower, and get ready to do this pod. So this is a question to all three. Has there been any news on Hollander? I've not heard anything or seen anything, so unless Jamie or John, no. You may wait for the club, don't you? There's nothing. So It's, it's what Kerr was talking about with communication. Like I understand that Rangers won't want to show their hand early on the, the Leon front, whether or not Goldson's back, whether or not Hollander's playing, because it gives them a boost. Um, yeah. We're already we're already seeing rumours that um, Dembele hasn't made the flight um, yeah. to here because he's got a muscle injury. So... I don't know. I don't know if people are playing mind games, if people are showing their hand or what's going on, but nope, absolutely zero um from Hollander, zero on the Goldson part. So I've honestly no idea what's going on. <laughs> right, well we'll leave it there. And um Thomas again, I don't know. Um that's that's not Thomas. Um do <laughs> hi hello Ayrton Centre. That's quite a good name. That's do we know if Goldson can play Leon, again, guys, do we know? I would imagine that the answer is no, we don't know yet. 
He was yeah. isolating, wasn't he? So it depends yeah. how he is after that. We don't know. Ireland, I was injured, so... <laughs> right, okay, so we don't know that, right? <laughs> and I forgot, I forgot I put us on Twitter tonight as well. So if anybody's watching on Twitter, please give us a wee like and a retweet. Um, here's some more... Um, questions that we don't know the answer to, but I just like to, <laughs> I just like to prove that we are leading people uh, when it comes to fan media. Um, evening boys, any follow news on Ryan Jack? Also wonder how fit Wright is again. Yeah, I don't think fucking Stephen Gerrard knows what Ryan Jack is. Just <laughs> Every press conference, a different answer. It is. It's literally right. John Eustace all over again, or Jordan Rosser. He's yeah, running his like ankles. It. He's he's putting weight on it. He's he's testing it. Um, he's on a bike. It's just, it's all the same shite I heard before. Somebody, I don't understand why. Ryan Jack went for this surgery and had to give up a major tournament. He could mm-hmm. have probably survived without the surgery, but they said it would fix the problem. Well, now six months down the line and he's, and he's not appeared. So I don't know what's happened with the surgery or if it's not been good or if we are just being really, 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 really safe with him. Mm-hmm. It seems like it's becoming overkill or maybe Gerard thinks that the midfield's so secure that we literally don't need to rush him back, but I've watched enough games now to know that Ryan Jack needs to be back in that midfield as soon as possible. Can he, I probably, just... he probably does, John, but the only thing is, if he's been out this long, this length of time, he's not going to be straight back, and if he goes to start <laughs> training again, Ryan Jack's one of the players that could break down very easily. So he's an enigma in himself, because we know what we're missing when he's there, but he's getting better every game he misses, because you've not seen him for ages. Uh-huh. Martin, CGM asked a question if the B team's on the telly. We know the answer to that. It's not on Rangers TV, no. Oh, so wait, wait a minute. Hold wait, on. Let me get the question it. up. Where is it? Go for it. Where is it? Right, there it's there. Is the B game on TV? So is the B team game on TV, Jamie? No, it's not on TV. We can confirm tonight the game is not on the TV. Um, this is an exclusive. The lights will be on at a later time, but the game is not on TV. So you can go there, buy your ticket and support the guys live in action at Dumbarton or Somerset is it home in it's it Dumbarton. it's Dumbarton you, you, you just ruined it ruined it you just ruined it at the end you were about 50 miles down the road and that's how I'm on the Rangers rabble <laughs> <laughs> right I don't think we can put it off any longer because John is bursting um, Tav yeah, it, versus yeah. Patterson the debate John is it now on the back burner or is it completely it's, over done. it's kind of what Kerr just said there Ryan Jack becomes a better player every game he's out injured and every game we play poorly and for some reason, for some myth, it was the same with James Tavernier at the start of this season. I had heard people after two games, after the Dundee United game and the Malmo game, screaming for Patterson to be given a chance. It's time now for Patterson to take over for Tavernier. And it wasn't just a few people. I've seen it like getting mm-hmm. hundreds of retweets and hundreds of comments of people saying the same thing. I could not bloody believe what I was reading from some people. This is This is unbelievable. This guy is a, this guy is everything. Like I think somebody said it before, he'd be on free kicks, penalties, throw-ins, everything for me. He would be on everything for me. Roof seems to take over penalties, which is fine as long as he keeps burying them. No issue there. Mm. Um, but Tavernier, what I think it's um, what was it now? That was his sixty-six goal for Rangers. Mm-hmm. That's mental for a right back. Mm. That's so that's not just one season last season. That's mental. Ninety-four assists for Rangers. These numbers are phenomenal. It's like what he's yeah. involved in one goal every three games. Yeah, it doesn't matter what level you're playing at, what league you're playing at. And see, to be honest, see the more players that leave Scottish football and go down to England and start scoring two goals in their debut, the more it makes that league look like a joke and makes our league look a bit more difficult yeah. than people give it credit for. James Tavernier, Nathan Patterson is years away from 
breaching James Tavernier's position in this club by some distance. And that is a shame for for me as a Scotland fan because it gives Scotland fans some bizarre notion that it means that Stephen O'Donnell is a better player than him. Yeah, so that's a frustration yeah. that I have because if he's not playing, he can't really play for Scotland. Um, but if if you tell me it's James Tavernier, oh, no. No chance. The, the boy, David Patterson will be a right back and he will be phenomenal and he probably will go into bigger and better things in the world of football. But right now, he is a year and a half, two years away for reaching what James Tavernier can do because James Tavernier can do something that nobody else in that league can and it's just consistent all the time. See, ever since Sutton had a go him for his mentality, since then, James Tavernier has just went up and up and up and up. And so is Goldson as well. The two of them together on that right side have been so key to everything we've done. James Tavernier. Oh, we would not have won the league without James Tavernier. We would not have won that game without James Tavernier. He will continue to be that player for us until he decides to give up. I think you've been holding that in for a while, John, haven't you? Mate. Yeah, because you can't, you, mate, you can't converse this in 280 characters on Twitter. You just have to bite your tongue and wait to be on this podcast to have this. <laughs> I was wondering why you said you would come on. <laughs> and, I was going to say you there, John, and breathe. Uh, <laughs> I thought we were going to cry then, Bill. <laughs> I'll save that for when he lifts the second title in a row. That's uh, so will I. Well, I'll uh, just but... say it. Tavernier is one of the players. If he's not on the team or he leaves Rangers, then the fans will start to realise what they're missing because yep. you don't realise what, what he does for the team. Just knows a attack numbers, but the whole he, he, he get that's myth about him. He can defend. He can defend. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just it's just sometimes people in the first team fans take a like dislike to a certain player and it grows arms and legs. And Tavernier seems to be that player just because of a young Scottish lad behind him now Nathan Parson, I think. As a fantastic player, and to me, I, he was still being a Scotland team before Stephen O'Donnell, even if he wasn't playing first team football. Yep. But <laughs> as for Rangers, he's not in ahead of tab at the moment, and that, that worries me only because if something's in me, ten million pound Rangers are going to take yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. I, I think to be honest, the young boy who plays in the under thirteens for Rangers at right back would probably been that Scotland squad before O'Donnell. <laughs> Well, I've just had it up. I'll bring it back, Jamie. Patterson is an exciting player, but his numbers would never be up there with Tav. Now, we don't know if that's true. I mean, look, look Patterson could come through and be the next uh, Cafu. But I think basically the point John was trying to make was that he's not there yet and he's nowhere near Tav's level yet. Um, Even Cafu wasn't posting numbers like <laughs> Tav's posting, right? And that's true, regardless of what league you play in, right? But we're not... We're not going down the old blue cafe route, but to play devil's advocate, devil's advocate, Martin, I see I took that off you there. I think that what do you do with Patterson though? Because he's re- he's he's not ready in the sense that he's going to give you what Tav gives you goals and a bit. The boy's ready to play first team football. How do we manage that? Is it going to be enough for that young guy and his agent that he's getting the, the odd game in the league cup here or there, maybe making the odd sub appearance? And we rest Tav maybe one Sunday after a tough European game at home to Ross County or Livy or something like that. Is that going to be enough for him? Um, that's the worry for me. Cause I would not want to lose him even for 10 million. I see if he was playing down south for a God knows what kind of club, he would be gone for 20 and 30 million. Mm-hmm. So that's the worry. He's not going to wait two years, right? So, John. <clears throat> seeing as obviously this is a very passionate and emotive subject for yourself, 
Why is there a debate? Why does Tav... I, I don't know if he splits opinion. I don't know if that's fair. But like you said, there's certainly uh, a large enough amount of supporters to make enough noise to say that... <laughs> I don't want to say they don't like him because I don't think that's fair, but th- this debate about partisan or Tav, why does that exist then if Tav posts these numbers? Because some idiot fans exist, and unfortunately that is that is the actual truth. None of the people that follow this podcast have come on and watch this podcast because <laughs> no, no, I'm being genuine. I do read all the comments, and everyone that seems to involve themselves in the debate seems to have some genuine knowledge and understanding of football, but it's the same argument. It's Tavernier hits two bad corners in a row, you ignore the three that could have been converted to goals. Or Morelos is dropping deeper than he ever did last season. No, he's in the exact same position, playing the exact same role as he has been. Or Kent's hiding, he's dropping too deep, he's picking up the ball off defenders. He was doing it all last season. It's these things that seem to only be when results go iffy for Rangers, that the same things that were working for us last season are now negatives because people can't perceive what football actually is. They just see if you're winning or losing and try and pick holes as to why that is. And sometimes it's just because teams stifle you and frustrate you. And Tavernier's an easy hit because he goes and takes all the free kicks. He goes and takes all the corners. It only takes two of them to hit the first man before people start groaning. And then there's a third one or there's a bad cross. It's because he gets so much of the ball. Him and mm-hmm. Barisic are our outlets. And Bassi and Partison when he plays, that's our outlets. That's our game. High mm-hmm. fullbacks, wingbacks get crosses into the box. For Morelos, Roof and midfielders attacking. That's how we play. And it was the same with Barisic. Barisic has come back the season. Oh, he's no at it. He's no good enough. Bassi needs a chance. When Barisic is fit and going, Barisic is the same. He's the number one left back. It doesn't matter how good Bassi is. Bassi's been great. But well, I'm going to come to Bassi. I'm going to come to Bassi. <laughs> it's just these things. It's just these things that get highlighted. And um, when things are going badly, or you don't get the right result, or you have an unfortunate Champions League exit very early on, well, and that was yeah. the catalyst for it all. Yeah. Yeah, but for me, care and look, I'm no expert and. It's not as if I've got hundreds of thousands of followers on Twitter, so I only see a very small sample size. But Tav does seem to get the raw end of the stick far more than any other player in that team that I can think of. He does, and I think, it, like I said before, I think a couple of people jumped on him early doors, and people have just jumped on the bandwagon. Every team's got players they don't like, and it doesn't matter how good or bad they play, you get something in the team you don't fancy and you don't like him, you just, you just know for you. And other players got a lot of rope to play with even if they're yep. playing bad, you know, that way. So and I think Tav's our player. I don't know if maybe because he came in me he came in me wall button, he's been there a while or he's mm-hmm. let's say people say he can't defend or he does too much offensively going forward. But you forget he started out as a winger. That's how he's yeah. just good going forward. Do you know what I mean? So he's been converted to right back. But that's how he can get exhaustion and that's how he can have a shot and stuff like that because he he was an attacking player as a boy. So He's got that in his game, so I don't I don't see it myself. Everybody I've always said and I said if Tavernier wasn't there, you'd realise what he's missing. If Tavernier was on any other team, you would see what he gives them as well because they create so much and you probably look back at our goals since he's been at the team mm-hmm. and you can see how many goals he's been involved in. I probably it's gonna be probably sixty five, seventy percent probably more. Kerr, I'm really, really sorry. I know I seen the score, I'm not happy, but in you go. But young boys have beaten Manchester United 2-1 with a goal in the 95th minute, I believe. And Ken, I know you're a big Manchester United fan, so I just wanted to bring that up and apologise because, as you know, I don't like Manchester United. I know, you don't. No many, people, no many people I know do, but... <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jamie, I, I can't find the comment. Oh, no, there it's there. 
See, James put, look, Tav was here when we were crap. Yeah, that right. doesn't help. Do you go along with that? I think maybe, well, when we talk about it that he can't defend, we must be talking about that period because we've just went through our league campaign undefeated prior there. So if people are still bringing up that he can't defend, then they can't be talking about last season because that wasn't the case. Um, so I think maybe they are thinking about the player that he was, but I think it shows what kind of character he is, um, how, he's, how he's progressed. From from um, where he probably was previously, and there has I've moaned about him before. Everybody's moaned about him before, but you just can't look away from those the numbers that he's posting. Um, so I don't know. I, I don't know why. I just I still can't get a what we're we going to do with Patterson. That's the bigger question for me. What happens to Patterson? John, I want you to answer that. I'm going yeah, to John. Listen, situation. I'm hosting, right? I'll decide who answers the next question, Jamie. Do not get above your pedestal, young man. Right? Just sit there, answer questions when I ask them, and I'll do the rest of the work, right? So walk, him in the, walk him in the cupboard, Martin. Yes, that's a, that's a two-week suspension. John, what happens with Patterson then? I mean, I, look, I don't, think, that cupboard. I don't think you just, listen, you're going to get muted in a minute. Um, I don't think Patterson is the type of player who would go, right, well, I've only got seven or eight appearances, so I'm off, or get his agent to put pressure on Rangers. But do Rangers need to be very, very careful about how they handle the situation? Yeah, it's, it's the same as Danny Wilson all over again. Um, I remember seeing loads of games when Davy Weir was like 401 playing for Rangers every week, and there was games where you were 5 6 nil up um, at home. And like I, remember, I honestly remember them for the next game, we were five 0 up after fifty four minutes. Danny Wilson, John Fleck on the bench, and we brought on Christian Daly, um, Lee McCulloch, and someone else. And I remember just thinking, Danny Wilson, John Fleck, I've got free reign here, enough time in the pitch to actually go and do something. And then two months later, Danny Wilson announced that he was leaving for Liverpool on a free mm-hmm. contract. This this is where you do need to be careful. So if he isn't at least given time, so you get the Livingston game. Um, hopefully we get favourable cup draws in the Scottish Cup. That'll give him time. If we perform in Europe, he'll get time on the pitch then, whether it's seeing out a game that we've got a lead in or we're drawn in, he'll come on as the right winger and maybe just double up and hold back. Um, like I said, there's a couple of favourable home games that he could start after European games. So there is there is opportunities between now and Christmas where he could start three or four games and come on in seven, eight, nine games. That's a lot of game time still for a 19-year-old. We're constantly mm-hmm. getting told when you do these do these coaching badges, a big thing about youth players is the burnout. And if you play them too much, by the time they hit 90, 29, 30, it could be the end of their careers if they don't be managed properly. Fullback being one of those specific um, positions, specific training methods, whereby you're covering way more ground than other people, the way modern fullbacks are playing. So he's only 19, he'll be 20 in October. Mm-hmm. As long as he's featured in 25, 30 games, so as a season, which I don't think is too many to expect, He's getting more game time than most twenty-year-olds do. Look at look at the trouble Kieran Tierney's having the now. Yeah, um, from yeah. playing all the games he's playing. Callum McGregor didn't start really boosting on until he was 21, 22. and he's his figures for appearances are just ridiculous. Like he's putting down sixty a season some seasons. Mm-hmm. So if you manage players correctly, you get the bigger benefit on the other side. Um, and I, I think as long as he's managed correctly, I think when he hits 21, 22, if he's not pushing Tavernier out and more games than Tavernier's got, then there might be a bigger issue. I don't think he's in a rush. I don't. Th- I think he's. Um, I think his agent's quite savvy. His agent's not pushing for anything. His agent 
knows that the player's in a great position. He knows that although Tavernier's still young as a footballer, for what we're asking him to do as a fullback, his numbers mm-hmm. will drop in a year and a half, two years. It's just inevitable. You can't be at that performance and that level. Tavernier's very much in his peak um, and he will drop off eventually. And that's when Parson will take over. Right, just I want to quickly jump in before because because I mean, look, Jamie and Kerr just looked ready to pounce there, didn't they? Um, you know, and Hugh- the hot jaw hog in his mate. Come on, <laughs> <laughs> Sophie Hughes going to be watching the game in Aviemore in my wee lodge. Hopefully, Rangers will get us a win on Thursday. Can you give my gran a shout out? Her name is Jeanette. Hello, Jeanette. And hello Hi, from Jeanette. everybody at the Rangers Rabble. If you would like your own personalised shout-out, please send £45 to my PayPal and give me a wee DM and you will get your <laughs> shout-out, no problem. No, hello, Jeanette, and thank you for watching. Cheers, Sophie. Um, great, care. I, I think, Patterson, I, jo- listen, John makes the points and then I've not got any questions after he's finished talking. Um, I, I, I think Patterson will get enough time on the pitch. But again... It's all about his temperament, no isn't it? I mean, we don't know. Um, he's getting talked about a lot. He's getting bigged up everywhere you look. It all depends how that affects him as well. It does, but I think he's quite level-headed for what I've heard about him. And his dad's a big Rangers fan, so is he. So that'll, take into, that'll be taken into consideration. I know a lot of folk don't, but when you're at a club you support, you're going to take that into consideration more. But I think it's actually down to Rangers, this. If Rangers want to get 10 million for him, they'll take 10 million. We've seen it with Alan Hunt in the past. It doesn't matter if you want to stay or not. If a club wants to sell you, they sell you. But even if he went to Everton, there's no way he's going to be starting for Everton every week in the English Premiership. Mm-hmm. He's going to be sitting in the sidelines down there as well, but he'll probably have triple the wages, right enough. But he'll be sitting in their bench for before he's ready. So it's a case, either sits here and plays when he's given opportunity and then takes his chance and just waits, like John says, told maybe Tav's a year or two older or... Maybe they'll play both at one point, as Stevie G mentioned before. But I think it's just a way, I think it's all down to Rangers. If Rangers want to sell anybody, they'll sell them. And Nathan's a sellable asset. So something makes them a ridiculous offer. And I think 10 million would be enough for Rangers because I don't think we've actually got a lot of money in the coffer. So I think 10 million would cover some of the issues. And I think they would probably take it. Be a big selling fee. I know, do you know, I had a wee smart comeback and a really good wee thing I was going to do. But then Big Shug commented. Um, <laughs> Big Tim Bailey saw Keard and Senderos and Russell Martin when they played in Shatter. So <laughs> thank, thank you very much, Big Shug, for completely throwing me off my game. Johnny Patterson, <laughs> um, only £45. Hard to knock that back. You're absolutely right. That's £4.50. <laughs> <laughs> right. So we have Leon on Thursday. I was doing a wee bit of check because obviously John Walker gave us the agenda because I was at work f- flapping because <laughs> I couldn't think of anything. And it was 2007, John, the last time we played Leon. That's mental. Aye, that game was awful, man. Oh. I like that. I mean, the first game was one of the best nights I've ever had in a pub. Um, in <laughs> old. It was tremendous down the smithy that night. It was a, an amazing game. But that return game, man, oh, that uh, Darcheville miss, Benzema. Mm. But that was a Leon side that was phenomenal. That Leon yeah. side were ridiculous, man. They had, that was the last season Benzema was there before moving to Real Madrid. Yeah. They were ridiculous. This is very much, despite what that Strasbourg manager's peddling, the pitch that he's talking in the daily record today, um, they are not a good team. Um, they are they're bang average. They are a Europa League side. They're a team that I would expect us to be taking points off at home and potentially a point away if we play our cards right. So 
yeah, I can't believe that was that was the start of that run. That yeah. losing that game is what got us to the European final. Yeah. Yeah, 2007, care. I mean, you must have been, what, 45? <laughs> oh, I still look like all done uh, young gun Jamie right enough, but... <laughs> Just before, Stuart, we played Leon in a pre-season friendly last season. Oh, I know that, yeah, Stuart, but come on. come on, we're talking competitive football here. <laughs> but does it feel like that be 3, 10, 14, 14 year ago? There you go. <laughs> Listen, I'm no Carol Vorderman, right? I'll find out as well. I'd be more than 35 pounds for a shout out if you were. Uh, it does, it doesn't feel that long, to be fair. When you, go, you remember certain games and don't feel, they only feel like yesterday, and that was one it's of the games. Is there a way game you remember more? Yeah. It is because we won. I mean, the Ibrox game, you just remember Benzema, and he was just yeah. out of this world, wasn't he? He was just a different level to anybody else in the pitch. But, I mean, <laughs> Play any team in Europe, it's going to be difficult. I remember Malmo to start his this season. Everybody's like, we'll get through that, no bother. And Malmo were a lot better than what they gave them credit for. They were very organised. And they, they played to their strengths. And they actually they actually beat us fair and square, to be honest with you. There wasn't any complaints by me. So it will be a difficult game tomorrow night. I know some people have said, I know they're great, I know that. But they still got quality players in there. They've got international players in there. So... It depends what injured team turns up and it depends what team Stevie G starts with, which is probably going to be depending on injuries and isolation dates, etc. Sorry if anybody heard shouting in the background there. I think that was my missus talking to the dog. You must be going mental. Um, blame the dog. <laughs> blame the dog. She's probably shouting at me. <laughs> uh, so, so, JD, look, John mentioned it before we come on to this game. because it's Listen, it's always nice to reminisce about positive things. That, I mean, the last time that we played Leon in a competitive game, Stuart. Um, we, oh, somebody's in the room. <laughs> <laughs> right, so I'll quickly, I'll quickly move on. <laughs> uh, right, so okay, um John said that they're not as good a team. Um, I, I genuinely don't know. I couldn't tell you. Um, but I, I'm not 100% confident going into this, are you? Not after this. Not after the way we started in Europe. Like I said, if we go in, maybe we can play the way we can play. I think we might get something. I'm more confident that we'll win the game because mm-hmm. after the Malmo fiasco. But I'm looking forward to it because playing any teams, you know, it's a good night. I'd rather it was the Champions League to the Europa League, right enough, just for the the teams. Either. We could we should have been playing Juventus, no Malmo, but it's the way the cookie crumbles, done it. But no, I think if we turn up tomorrow night or well, Thursday night, I should say. We've got a chance, but they're not a bad side. I know I'm not watching all the crap at the. I know a good side that they have to take them because I've heard all that before. And then we've turned up and been annihilated. So we'll see how it goes on Thursday. I know what True Blues put in, Jamie. Six cents. That was one of the moments when you had no idea <laughs> who was in the room. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't even know what was happening. And then you're like, what? Then I just seen it. Anyway, <laughs> sorry. Apologies, folks. That was very unprofessional. <laughs> No, it just totally, totally threw me, by the way. I've, I've had dogs biting my leg, Missy's shouting at me, and I've still managed to carry on, but that completely threw me. But no, I was very quickly going to say, like I say, and I'll try it again, just make sure there's nobody at the door. Um, the last time we played Leon, we were in the Champions League, we fell down into the UEFA Cup, and we made it all the way to the final. And I was thinking about the UEFA Cup, I was thinking about that run the day. Just makes me think of young called Darshville for some reason. Like that whole Makes me think of Stephen Whitaker, but I don't know if that's a good thing. Uh, 
think only was who, I spoke about this with somebody. Was it you, Care? They only played full ninety minutes once for Rangers, and it was that European Cup final. Apparently, something stupid like that, anyway. Nice. Which reminds me of Dashville. But I, I, I remember that the the, the Benzema game because we went into that game thinking we'll beat and we beat them three 0 over there. This is it. I remember being so disappointed, and then when you reflect on it, you're like, oh, that guy Benzema was something else. We actually they destroyed us. He destroyed us, but. I don't remember the second game because I was so disappointed with my dropment that we are a Champions League team. Little did we know where we were going to go after that. See, I, I, I tried to segue that into having a wee quick discussion about some of the games in the UEFA Cup. But you started on UEFA Cup and then went back to Champions League. John, help me out. <laughs> where do you want to go? Where do you want to go with this? I want to go sport in Lisbon. And I want to go... Well, no, I think it was because Whitaker scored that goal, went to the was, goal. That's what's in my head. I can't, I can't get it out of my head. Keep that for Patreon, Martin. <laughs> the whole reason we were going to discuss this was because we were kind of talking earlier in the group chat about where we can go. Like, like where can yeah. we go with this? Yeah. And I think even though the group the group feels a wee bit harder than it has yeah. the last couple of seasons just by some of the European mm-hmm. names that are in it. But I still would be expecting us to go through again and then getting one round plus on top of that, and then then you're into the realm of it depends what Champions League teams drop in. That's, yeah, that's, that's always the that's yeah. always the biggest fear for this is what Champions League teams are dropping in if we can get through the group stages, which I do fancy is to do. Um, I think Leon are good. Um, I just don't think they're as good as people are making them out to be. And if Dembele's missing, he's got five and five in the league in this season, so he is the he is the linchpin of that team. If he's missing, um, there was a stat about. Um, it was a stat I read on, I can't remember what Twitter site it was, but he's, he said eight headers inside the box this season and the ball resulted in shots on goal. Um, so he's won 100% of his attacking headers, which mm. if we didn't have Hollander or Goldson, I would be bricking myself right now. So if Dembele actually hasn't made it on that flight, I am delighted already ahead of that. He's the main goal for it. Um, Toko Mbamba is the, is the Villarreal striker that McGregor made those two world-class saves from. Um, Ibrox a couple of years ago, clean through and goal twice, mm-hmm. and he made that two ridiculous saves in the Europa League run then when we drew 0 now. So he's going to be playing as well. Um, for some reason, we've got this discussion around Paqueta. Don't know if he can play. Which uh, is, that, is that the Brazilian? The, the, yeah. the two Brazilian guys? But he's been training and playing with the team. He played on Sunday and he's trained with the team. Why would he not be allowed to come here now? The damage. If he's got COVID, the damage is done. Yeah. He's got COVID. So... Um, Shakiri's not vaccinated, so he can't come. There's so many little things going on here, but Paqueta, if he's missing, it's really down. If he's missing and Dembele's missing, it's down to Henry, uh, Henry Awar as to what he can bring to the team because he is a class, class, class midfielder who's been linked to pretty much everyone, um, every big team in the Champions League. So he's the key playmaker. So that's the key battle is him versus Davis. That's it. If Davis wins his battle, I feel... I feel quietly confident. Um, if Piquet is available, Kamara's got a lot of work to do defensively on mm-hmm. that side. Right, well, CGM says, preview the Leon game tomorrow. That is where you should go. That is what John started doing. CGM wants <laughs> me all of a sudden to become professional. <laughs> I don't even know what country Leon's in, CGM. Um, so is that is that it then, Jamie? Win the midfield battle, win the game? Or, or draw the game? Or? I think it's... I think we've got a bit of a battle on our hands about our defence, to be honest. We don't know. We, know we touched no, on it earlier, I think. Um, there's a big questions or decisions to be made or what we can do. 
in there. So I don't the midfield battle, of course, is very important. But and if they don't have Dembele, of course. But who who are we going to think about us as well? Who are we going to have in in the heart of the defence, especially? So um, that I think for me that's a big question to be answered as well. Pivot in the game. Well, I mean, you're speculating, right? But if care, you don't have Hollander. If you don't have Goldson, you're left with Balogun and Bassey. Bassey will be aye. You know that 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 sent that centre back pairing doesn't fill me with a great deal of confidence. It doesn't, but if that's all you've got to play with, then you're going to have to go unless you bring in the boy Leon King, which to me I prefer him. I prefer him to Bassey, but that's just my opinion. <laughs> well, M is put in Simpson. Simpson isn't selected in the Europa League squad, therefore can't play. Um, that's going to be the worry, John, because you would imagine that either Goldson or Hollander will be out, if not both. Yeah, we need one of them. <laughs> I don't know what happens. Um, but again, that's the club. Again, the Goldson isolation thing mm-hmm. should have and could have been communicated to t- at least tell us what day we're on. Yeah. Like, what, 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 where are we? What was the, when was the isolation kicked in? Because that would help us. It's, yeah, I think sometimes we do have a right to know things, and I think that's one of them. There's no issue telling us like how far off isolation is he going to be back would be would be something I would expect from the club that you pay hundreds of money to to at least mm-hmm. inform you as to where players are and an update. But I don't know if there's been a press conference in the last two days that maybe we've missed the information. But I think Twitter would be rife with whether or not Goldson yeah. or Hollander was available if it had been communicated. Um, they are they're a team that can be got at though. I was, I was looking the thing. I think it pure stood out to me was five league games, nine yellow cards and two red cards for the back four. Mm-hmm. So they, they clearly they give a lot give away a lot of fouls and free kicks in and around the box, which James Tavernier and Barisic, our delivery is very key. The types of free kicks are given away. You've got to hope Ryan Kent's up for this. Um because yeah. he could he, he could destroy the right full back. That's that's where I kind of pin a lot of my hopes on. If he's fully fit, you've then got Sakala, who's still trying to fight to get back to fit. Right, the same. Roof looks like he's a wee bit hungrier now. He's still getting up to match sharpness. So there is stuff we can go. There's positives for us to go up, but I think it's going at that back four because I think, with the exception of Diomande, they, they can be an average back four. He's the he's the one that does dominate everything in the air. Denier's got a mistake in him. He, he always has, and he'll continue to do so because he's just. It's just that player. He's got a mistake. I can't, I can't believe he's at Leon. Yeah. <laughs> em, em, Emerson's left Chelsea because he couldn't get a game, but obviously that's because Chelsea won the Champions League. So he's obviously mm-hmm. not a bad left back, but he's had two yeah, years, three years where he's not been playing football. Nice. So that's going to have an impact as well. So they're a team that can be got at, but I think it really depends on who genuinely has made that flight and how much of this is bullshit. Because I fully expect on Thursday to see Dembele in the lineup, <laughs> playing, and it just all been... Absolute nonsense on Twitter. Right, so I'm I'm going to apologise, gents, because, Kerr, I'm going to ask you a professional question. <laughs> How does Gerard approach the game on Thursday? Oh, approach a question. How does he approach the game? Outlook to win in the game. Well, obviously... How do you mean to approach it? Well, does he approach it in a more defensive fashion? Does he sit back and hit the counter? Does he take the game to them? It's a very simple question, Kerr. It's not Martin. I can various answers we can come back to you here. I would he's gonna approach it to one it. He has to approach it to one it. We can't go out defensively, especially if we're gonna be struggling at the back with 
because we don't know who he's playing. So he has, we've got our strengths are attacking teams, isn't it? I mean, we, we Ryan, if Ryan Kent turns up Morelos, our strengths are attacking. We don't go and defend. If we defend, we're just causing a rod for our own back and we're going to struggle. So yeah. we're attack Leon. If John, I don't know much about Leon, but currently John are quite dodgy at the back. So you attack them then. Obviously, Gerard and his coaching staff and the scouts now, I've watched videos of Leon, maybe went over and seen him. So they must know what they're all about. So if they're dodgy at the back, we're going to, we have to attack them. If you play with three sitting midfield of Kamara and Davis, you've got protection in anyway if you're attacking. So he's going to go and attack him. He has to. Because that's what we've done in Europe over the years. We've, we've went for goals. And then we went one up. Because we've sat back a few games, especially away from home. We've conceded. And we thought we were 3-1 up and stuff. So you have to keep attacking. That's the best way you can go. And I think he will do that. He'll be totally opposed to believing himself. And if you've got Morelis, Kent and Wright, or Morelis, Kent and Ruff, which it probably will be, then you go and hit them. You, you just everything you can to score goals which that's what you need Zakala for me I don't think he's good enough to start yet I still think he's finding his feet in Scottish okay. football and I think he's still finding the way in he's just been over here so I think he might be on the bench as for Bassey you can speak about him all you want but he's not good enough for me to start but he might be the only option <laughs> I'm not even going to go there with Sakala because if, if Sakala doesn't work out as a player at Rangers then John will no longer be on the Rangers rabble um, <laughs> Jamie then I'll, I'll ask you the same question that, that Kerr was so nasty you know? um, how does how does Gerard approach this game then in the midfield because I've seen a few people saying Aribo in Europe and a midfield free scares them um, so how does he go? Does he go Davis, Kamara, Lundstrom? Does he does he have Arfield in there? How does he approach it? I think I've seen a lot of people mention that Lundstrom will come in, um, and because he's kind of running power and stuff like that, Lundstrom's not done anything really for any of us. They say he deserves a starting berth so far, but for me, I think we need to just go from back. It's no use still to go from back to front, but you know what I mean, quicker. Not over the top, but go quicker. Get it, get at them faster from the back if it's if are coming out. I think Gerard needs to step up. This if if he's decided to take uh, Jack Simpson out the out the squad, he's got to have had that in the mindset. Right, okay, we'll take Simpson out. Surely it's not a kind of a, a gamble to do that. He must trust if we lose goals to Antalander that he's comfortable not having Jack Simpson in that squad, which means he almost prefers to have Bassi in there because he sees him as a a utility player that can play two two positions. So, if he's just hedged his bets on one of them two never, or them two both not being out at the same time, then it's a big, big gamble. So, I need, to, I think we need to trust him that whatever happens here, that he's got it covered. Um, but my, my my bet would be oh, not bypassing the midfield, but we need to go forward fast. And if that is going out, and then get your Kamara for him to turn and go for it. Get the ball up to the front quicker. I don't think we're, it just needs to be quicker if their defence is a bit card happy. So who do you who do you see John then in the middle of the park for Rangers? Me personally, I think it's a kind of Davis Kamara Arfield. I think he'll go for. Um, I think that's what he'll do. Yeah, I think he likes Arfield's energy, Arfield's physicality in there. Um, someone that's kind of gives a wee bit extra. Um, because Davis has got the class, Kamara's got the class, Kamara's a wee bit more savvy, but Arfield will give you that burst forward, and you'll probably see Davis and Kamara being the two that just sit and hold and maybe let Arfield join. I would rather see a 4 2 3 one with Hadji playing in front of those two that we've mentioned. Is Hadji back? 
Uh, another one, mate. How do how do we know? The club don't tell us <laughs> until the lineups come out. Then you, don't, then you don't hear how bad the injuries are, and then mm-hmm. you're six months later, and Ryan Jack's still on a treadmill. So <laughs> as, I've got no idea, but I do think Arfield will be the option that comes in, and I think it'll be Ruth Morelos and Kent would be the would be the free um, on the forward line for me. It's, it's how I see Gerard doing it, but the back four is the the one thing I'm still not sure about. Like for all, honestly, I think for all I know, Goldson and Hollander could both be in that pitch. Mm-hmm. On Thursday, I just I just don't know. Um, so hopefully, hopefully well. But I, I do think they conceded a lot of goals. They've conceded eight goals this season, and that was what I was trying to point out earlier. I forgot to say they played five games. They beat Strasbourg, who were in the relegation playoff battle. They drew three each with Claremont, who are the newly promoted side. They lost three 0 to Angie, who finished in the who finished just outside relegation. And the other two teams have played two points outside relegation in mid table last season. So they've played all the bottom half teams in a newly promoted side so far. And only got eight points out of eighteen, so they've dropped yeah, but, points but, this season but, already. But John, what's their passing rate like? <laughs> they're very good footballers. Expecting games to win or something like that. That's the <laughs> as, 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 as long as they're as long as they're passing, they are expected goals are high, but with Dembele, it's a lot. It's a lot lower because he's scored five out of their eight goals this season and been involved in two of the assists for the other three. So, um, if they don't have Dembele, got a problem. Where's that came from? Um, it was uh, and is Andrew Dixon. Who's the guy that does the daily record? Um, no, I don't think Andrew Dixon. I don't buy it. I don't buy a daily record. No, I don't buy a daily record. Um, right. So, so care if, if again, but, but this is all dependent, obviously, on who starts yeah. in defence. But if we go with, with the logic, of Jamie and John, that means that both Aribo and Hadji miss out. Do you go along yeah. with that? I think he might play a rebook because I think he likes rebook, but for me and my daughter part, I'll go with Davis, Kamara and Lundstrom, myself. I think they're bad. I, know, I think Lundstrom's done actually okay. He's not set the hell on fire, but I think he's actually done okay and he was probably signed for games like this. Stevie G's probably bought him in for games like this, so I think I'll go with him. Up front kind of picks itself, doesn't it? Morelis, Kent and Ruth. Uh, it's up to the manager. It's up to him, it goes with. I think... If you knew what the back four was, it would be easier for us. But you know, Davis and Camaro obviously play. Yeah. And I just, I just want other either. To me, I think I feel still maybe either leggy or just not a percent fit. I'm not seeing much that may go against top level opposition from the start. Aribo has done okay there. I prefer him further upfield, but he does okay. But I would go with Lundstrom now. I know he's been a hit and miss for a lot of people, but I would go with Lundstrom. As a big call, I would go with Lundstrom. I think Hadji will start. I think Aribo will start. I think he's brought, for me. He's been our best player this season. I know that's people might. Disagree, no, he has. He has Jamie, but <laughs> Gerard always seems to trust Arfield in big games. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that as well. But I think Aribo's game, even from a midfield perspective, defensively, is um, so much better than what it was last season. Even I know we didn't even, maybe never have to do it, but he's he's good at intercepting the balls. He those kind of big long legs. I. I I think I think he'll probably play whether that's right or not, or whether that's what the Gerard will go with. I don't know, but I think I, I can't see him dropping a rebo. Right, so John, I was going to come on to Kent and and this and that and this and that, but but I know on six minutes in. I know you're a very very busy man. Um, so the title of this podcast is "Are Rangers Good Enough to Beat Leon?" One word answer from the three. Use John. I'll start with yourself. Yes. Care. Yes. JD. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Such a reluctant yes there, wasn't it? Um, Thank you. Just very, very, very quickly, John, before we go, um, I can see the anger in the eyes. Look at the eyes. They're scary, aren't they? That's um, tired eyes. That's tired <laughs> eyes. 
Oh, those tired eyes. Um, Ryan Kent. <laughs> Ryan Kent obviously hasn't been at his sparkling best, um, but he will 100% play on Thursday, and we do need a big, big performance for him. This is where Kent. This is where Kent comes to life. Kent, Kent is this big game player. I know he wasn't fully fit against Celtic, so we maybe didn't see that in full evidence. But this is what Kent's here for. This is what he wants to show for. For all the the little digs that maybe Gerard had in that press conference, talking about ego and maybe that was the player he was singling out. I think this is where Kent's ego and his ability matches. They, they come together and they sit right because he is playing in European football. There is people watching. Um, the, probably the teams that he thinks he's going to belong at in a year or two when he reaches his peak. Mm-hmm. So this is where Kent wants to shine. He wants to impress people on this global stage and this is his best chance to do it. And he has done it consistently in Europe. Europe's been where he came to life. Europe's been where he's really impressed. And I do think people, this is what I was talking about earlier, people forget after after like seven or eight games into the season last season, Ryan Kent was really, really average up until about January. And him and Morelos both came to life together at the same time and just coasted us to the title the rest of that way. But if you go back and watch the games aside from Europe, Kent, Kent was really average at times, um, similar to the way he is just now. So I think these European performances and European group stages games is where he's going to start coming to life again. And everyone will put to bed all the, the frustration that they've had with him because he's been the other one that I've seen getting dug out. And I'm probably not, I'm probably not innocent in that because I do think he does kind of it can be frustrating at times because he is, because we know how creative he is. Mm-hmm. I think Leon um, on a Thursday night in European football in front of that 50,000 is where we're going to see Ryan Kent be the player oh, yeah. he is. CGM's put in the comments, Kent can ruin teams who don't park the bus and leave space in behind. That's very true. Care uh, M has put, and Melos talking about obviously form. I don't think Morelos's form has been that bad. Um, but again, he's not somebody that you worry about in Europe. He's a top uh, European goal scorer. Um, yeah, no, you don't want a bit um, Alfredo in Europe because he knows where the goal is in Europe. And if he gets a delivery, he'll score the goals. The same with Ryan Kent, he gets called out a lot by fans as well. I don't know the reason why because he works so hard off the ball. If you actually watch him, and he's always looking for the ball, even if he's not playing well, he still looks for the ball. He still wants to beat somebody. It just keeps it simple when he's not playing well. So you don't. I would always be in my team, but as all attacking players are inconsistent. All attacking players, you ever get an attacking player that's good every week. Not even, not even Messi or Ronaldo, they have bad games as well. But no, Ryan Kent and Morelos, if they play well tomorrow or Thursday night, it keeps saying tomorrow night, if they play well Thursday night, then hmm. we'll have a better chance of winning and if they don't play well, but that way. Right, Jamie, score on Thursday, not tomorrow, Thursday. 2-1 Rangers. John? I'm going same score. Yeah. Well, they've said two of them, I've said two of them. I'll make it a hat trick, it'll be different for being different. Go house, go house. I'll say 1-0 Rangers. 1-0 Rangers. I'd be happy with any of those scorelines. Listen, we'll leave, it, we'll leave it at that. If you're watching on YouTube, please do like and subscribe. It's very much appreciated. We're racing towards that 3K. Um, if you're watching on Twitter, please do like and retweet and give us a follow. I should, I should have probably mentioned that. For lots and lots more content, you can check us out on Patreon. Link is in the description, patreon.com forward slash the Rangers Rabble. We will be back on Thursday with live match reaction. Um, I don't have to do it because I'm the boss and I can get to decide who does what, so I'll be taking that one off. Um, so again, until... Is it you, JD? No. no. I'm on it. <laughs> oh. John's on it. 
only because John says, I can do it because I'm not in the game. That's all it is. It's got nothing to do with me being the boss. Um, we will be back Thursday. Thank you so much to everybody for watching. Like, subscribe, and we'll speak to you very, very soon. Podcast Network.